I'm sitting here today recovering from what feels like a cold or the flu or something is trying to start in my system. So I've been recovering today, um, taking medication, staying hydrated, reading and praying. And I came across this article that was talking about ortho orthorexia. I believe that's what it's called. And it is basically an obsession with um, being healthy. Orthorexia. I don't know if you've heard of it or not, but it got me thinking about just life in general. I was already uh, reading and, and praying in between. I've been off of social media all month, and that was part of the plan to spend more time reading, spend more time praying, and really just trying to get uh, things in order mentally, emotionally, physically. And I came across this article today, and it really did spark an interest or or just made me want to come on here onto She Prays and to pray about just things being too much at times. I recently started a new devotion and the title of the devotion was called To Hell with the Hustle. I thought that that title was just awesome. So I said, I have to do this devotional because I feel like for some time I've been saying that uh, everybody is going after the same thing, thinking that that's going to bring them some type of wholeness and healing. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, thinking that you're supposed to own your business when you're not is just a device of the enemy. I think that being obsessed over health um, and even being obsessed over being a believer can be bad for your health. Um, And so I wanted to come on here and to just really pray for all of us who may be caught in the rat race of trying to chase things and feelings and people and health and situations that just aren't healthy for us. You know, the Bible does say that God has placed eternity in the heart of each human And what that means is, is that we all uh, have a uh, sense of feeling that, um, you know, that we won't die, you know. (laughs) Um, Now, truthfully, the spirit does live on. Uh, Your body is is growing older. Your body is decaying. Uh, The Bible shows that. You go to the doctor, it'll show that. Research shows that. And Paul says it in scripture that this earthly tent, when he says earthly tent, he's talking about our bodies, that they are fading away. You know, we're getting gray hair and skin is sagging and just all of those things that take place. And I think that when we try so very hard to defy the very things that God has already said is going to take place, I think we start moving into dangerous territory And what I mean by that is, is we have to incorporate a balance and it has to be a healthy, normal balance that meets our everyday needs. I think that the wellness movement is a good movement, but it it can become harmful just like everything else if we are too attached to it and too obsessed with it. And I will, um, you know, another reason why I wanted to come on here and to just pray about too much. I feel like that will be the title of this prayer. Just 
it can all be too much, you know, too much uh, visibility on social media, too many voices, too many opinions, too many people offended. I mean, it's just it can just all be uh, too much. And I think that we have to take time to pull away, to clear our head, to clear our space, to clear our hearts. Because before we know it, we will be chasing after something or someone that God never intended for us to chase after or never intended for it to be our path. And even though we can still get to our destination that he has for us or fulfill our destiny, many times we will find that we are taking a longer route because we've gotten wrapped up in a rat race. Uh, Because the reality is, is that not everybody can be a CEO and not everybody can, you know, live this super restrictive, you know, green diet. I mean, it's just too much. Um, And another reason why I wanted to come on and to pray about this was because if you follow me for any time last year around April, um, I started the keto diet and I'm still keto but I'm not 100% keto. And the reason I say that is because for me, which is what resonated with me when I read this article about this orthorexia, is that I found that I could not realistically sustain that diet, the keto diet, without any carbs. Like it was totally unrealistic to me. And there came a point to where I started thinking I'm supposed to be, you know, watching my weight and improving my health to feel better and to, you know, move through life, uh, you know, feeling more confident and stronger. But this is only making me feel worse. Like I feel stressed. I have headaches. I'm irritable. Um, It's almost as if I began obsessing more about food the moment I said I was going to restrict myself from food. And so uh, for me now, present day, today is January 25th, 2020. I am still keto, but I'm more 80-20. 80% of the time, I'm not eating a lot of carbs. 20% of the times, I have a carb. Uh, Today, I made breakfast and I ate a cinnamon roll. I do believe that you do have to have, uh, you know, some guidelines But again, I think that when we have these very restrictive, all in, go for broke in every area of our life, I think on some level, it winds up causing more harm than it does help. And so that's what I wanted this prayer to be about today. Maybe you are listening and you are in the extreme of some area. Maybe it is getting degrees because some people are lifelong students simply because they are obsessed with having credentials behind their name and being in certain groups of people and connected with certain types of people. Maybe you're a part of this wellness situation where now everything is supplements and probiotics and prebiotics and, you know, all of these different things. And not that those things are bad in and of themselves, but to get to the point to where our lives our lives are stifled, they are stagnant, 
they are bound because we're not, you know, having this amount of carbs or this amount of this or I haven't, <clears throat> you know, attained this many hours to get this PA, these letters behind my name or whatever the case may be. I believe that this prayer is for you. So, Heavenly Father, first and foremost, we thank you for the privilege and the honor to come to you and to worship you in spirit and in truth. We thank you, Father, that it is in your word that we receive affirmation, we receive comfort, we receive strength, and we receive clarity. Father, we thank you that though the truth can be hurtful and disruptive, we thank you that it is the truth that sets us free. Lord, we are a people, humanity, uh, who we really don't want to hear the truth if it is going to make us face ourselves. We would rather stay in La La Land or, as I like to do, watch Hallmark Channel (laughs) because it's safe, it's predictable, and it's familiar. But you have not called us to be safe or predictable or to be familiar. You've called us to follow after you. You've called us to be radical. You've called us to color outside the lines. And you've called us to not love our life unto death. And so, Father, we pray this day that whatever extremes we find ourselves in, that we would begin to make the necessary changes in order to get back to you. For you are our sustainer. You are our hope. You are our strength and you are our peace. And anything or anyone or any organization that we are putting in place of you, we will suffer Anything that grieves your heart, Father, we know it will grieve ours. Anything that breaks your heart, Father, it's going to break ours. And anything that we put in your place, it will not be able to sustain us. Father, we ask for you to forgive us for obsessing over things that you've created instead of worshiping you. We have carved images. We have made other people our idols. We have listened to teachings and lectures that have lifted up everything and everyone except you. And so, Father, for that, we ask that you would forgive us. For we know, Father, that you are the way, you are the truth, and you are the life. And though you do not want us to be robots, you do want us to be unified. You do want us to be of one mind, and that is a mind to follow Christ Jesus. That is a mind to love each other, to have compassion, to show patience, to serve one another, to be merciful, to be kind and gentle, to be long-suffering, and to exercise self-control. That is what you require of us. And so, Father, I pray that whatever has gotten in our way, that you would remove it, them, and that in the name of Jesus. Whatever we're obsessing on, whatever we think we're doing that's making us better than someone else, we ask you, Father, to forgive us. If we think that being vegan is better than everything else, then forgive us. If we think that being pescatarian or whatever else, you know, all of the green companies and all of the wellness and sustainability, Father, we're putting it in place of you and we need deliverance. We pray that you would snatch us out of this rabbit hole, God, that pulls us farther and farther away from the creator and has us worshiping the creation. It's all too much. 
God, show us our lane. Show us what it is you've created us to do. Not all of us can run our own company. Not all of us know how to work well with people. We need to be in specific spots and specific positions to do the work that you've called us to do. And so, Father, I pray that you would show us what patterns and cycles and seasons we're in that we need to stop, change or end. Many of us are in um, seasons uh, that God is trying to take us out of and we want to remain in it. And nothing is growing. Nothing is being pruned. Nothing is changing because we are resisting it. We are ignoring God's tugging on our heart. And so I pray, Father, that you would break through the confusion, that you would break through uh, the philosophies and the theologies and the theories, God, and, and all of these things, all of these distractions that have come up because Maybe the way we were doing it, which was praying, which was going to church, which was reading our Bible, which was having prayer group and, you know, really dedicating our life to you, Father, wasn't working. But we know that your word declares that those who wait on the Lord shall mount up like eagles. We can win if we wait. There is winning in the wait. For we know that your word declares that the race is not given to the swift nor the battle to the strong. It is always given to the one who endures. We have to endure in truth. We have to pray truth. We have to hear truth. We have to walk with the wise and be wise. We can't be surrounded around foolish people, people who uh, have false idols and People who are believing anything that blows across their face or shows up on their timeline for solid ground, for, for a firm foundation. We've got to look to the cornerstone, which is Jesus Christ. We want so badly to defy all of these things that, that have been put in place when God clearly says that his truth is the truth. It is the absolute truth. And it cannot be changed. It will not be changed. The words that have gone forth from the Lord's mouth shall not return. Just as rain falls down from heaven, it does not go back up. It stays. It permeates. It does what God determines it will do. And so, Father, I pray that we, you know, just pull out of this hustle, pull out of this rat race, pull out of this comparison, pull out of this uh, need to keep doing what we see everybody else doing. Because I believe, Father, that you give us mentors and you give us people who inspire us not to be a version of them, but to be a good version of us. And not even just to stress to be the best version of us, because even in that striving to be the best, striving to get the W all the time, every day, across the board, in all areas of our life can also work to our detriment. It can work to defeat us. It can work to make us worse. And so I pray that we find some common ground, that we get an understanding that we are content with what we have, not complacent, not lazy, not bored, but content that we appreciate what we have and we take care of what we have. If we want more, it's not bad, but it is the wanting more, more of stuff, more followers, more likes, more money. It's the more of material things that gets us in trouble when we need more of you, Father. We need more of your joy. Excuse me, I'm sick. We need more of your peace. We need more of your understanding and your wisdom. We need more of your knowledge and your hope. We need more, God. We need more love, more forgiveness. We need to be forgiving each other. 
We need more um, talking to therapists and going to counseling so that we can work through our issues and learn how to be healthy, strong people, have healthy, strong relationships, healthy, strong companies and businesses and churches. Father, we need you. And you said that you would be an ever present help in times of trouble. And so, God, we are in trouble. We may be smiling and we may be showing up to events and we may be starting 15 businesses and we may be promoting nonstop on social media. But many of us are in trouble. Many of us are crying ourselves to sleep. We're drinking ourselves to sleep. We're smoking ourselves to sleep. We're sexing ourselves to sleep. We are numbing out because it turns out that the very thing that people promised us that they would do or that we could be is much harder than what it looks like. And we don't know how to cope. We don't know how to handle it. We don't know how to decipher what's good for us and what's what's bad for us. We don't know how to stick to a thing. We don't know how to stay committed in a relationship. We don't know how to hold our peace. We don't know how to make peace. We don't know how to keep peace. And so, Father, we pray now that you deliver us from this cycle of just things being too much, too much stuff, too much access, too much information, too much greed, too much of complaining, everything just too much. Father, settle our minds. Cause us to be calm in our spirit, God, in the name of Jesus. Remove the anxieties in the name of Jesus. Calm the inner turmoil in the name of Jesus. Tear down strongholds and patterns and ways of thinking and speaking and behaving that are unhealthy, that are ungodly, that are not good for us. In the name of Jesus, break unhealthy, vicious cycles, cycles that keep us around the same mountain, cycles that keep us in the same type of relationships, cycles that are preventing us from uh, saving our funds and building wealth because we're trying to look good. We're trying to present ourselves to be someone that we're not. It's all just too much and we're dying And we need the life giver. And so I pray, Father, that you would speak life to us through this podcast, that you would renew the spirit of our minds with the truth and power and certainty of the word of God. I'm praying, Father, that you would create within us pure hearts and renew within us steadfast, right spirits. I'm praying, Father, that we would hide the word of God in our hearts that we may not sin against you. And when we do sin, because we all fall short, we are all going to make mistakes. I'm praying, Father, that we seek you and seek to be forgiven by you. And if we are really dealing with something that has taken over our life like an addiction. Not only do we need to come to you, Father, but we need to tell someone. Because many times we think, okay, I've prayed and I've asked God to forgive me, but nothing has changed. Well, if you want forgiveness, that's what you do. You go to God, you ask God for forgiveness, you confess that is the right thing to do. But if you want change, you must go to someone. You don't have to go to everybody, but you should go to someone. Because when you begin to confess your sin, when you begin to share the pain, the hurt, the darkness, the guilt, all of these things that we carry around and the, and the enemy influences us to isolate with. Once we begin to reveal that God can begin to heal it. And so I pray, Father, that we find our courage in 2020, that we find the courage to face us, 
that we stop turning away, that we stop shifting blame, that we stop playing victim and really face us, deal with our emotions, deal with our addictions, deal with our immaturity, deal with our anger, deal with our frustration because it's all becoming too much. It's all becoming too much. And that's why we're depressed. That's why we're full of anxiety. That's why we're confused. That's why we feel like we don't know who to believe or what to do or how to vote or what to say yes to or what to say no to because it's all too much. And so, Father, I pray for wisdom. You said if we ask for wisdom, you would give it in abundance. So we're asking for wisdom right now. You said in all of our getting, getting understanding. So we're asking for understanding. We're asking for clarity. We're asking for emotional stability and clarity in the name of Jesus. And we pray, Father, that you would lift up a standard as the enemy comes in like a flood. For we know that the enemy comes because of the truth. Many times we go under attack or we have trials and tribulations because we're trying to live right. We're trying to abide in the truth of God. We're worshiping the Lord of Lord and King of Kings. And so trouble comes. The enemy comes because of that, not because of what we are or what or what we've said or necessarily what we've done It is because the enemy comes because of the word, because he's coming to pluck it out. He's coming to strangle it out. He's coming to make you second guess. He's coming to make you lie to yourself. He's coming to make you reason that you can still do it. And it's okay that it's not that big of a deal. He is a liar. The Bible declares that he is the father of lies. That he only comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. He wants to kill your joy. He wants to kill your peace of mind. He wants to steal your family and break up your family and divide your family. He wants to divide you in your mind. For the Bible declares that a a double-minded person can expect nothing from God. And so what does the enemy do? He tries to come in and he tries to divide your mind. He wants you to think that everything is okay because you're doing good, because you recycle, because you eat well, because you give to the poor. Those are all things that are good and are needed, but they are not a form of, of, of true faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Faith is believing that Jesus Christ overcame death in the grave when he got on the cross Faith is saying it should have been me that is on the cross because the penalty of sin is death. So he died on the cross for my sins, my sin of being greedy, my sin of being selfish, my sin of putting other things in his place, thinking that things are okay because it's been made a law or thinking it's okay because the majority of people are saying it. Well, if everybody is talking, who's listening, who's making real change, following Christ is hard. And not many can do it. And Jesus says it in the Gospels. The narrow way is difficult and few find it. But the broad way leads to destruction. And many times as we're on our way to destruction, it feels good because everybody's on it. It doesn't seem like anything is wrong, but inside we're dying. The very thing that we adapted into our life to make us feel better is killing us. Whatever it is, if you find yourself in a situation where we feel like it is just too much, I'm following too many people, I'm only around people who think like me, I'm only following people who think like me, and now if anybody is outside of those boundaries, they're bad, they're going this, they're doing that, blah, blah, blah. So Father, in the name of Jesus, give us clarity, give us wisdom, give us understanding. Help us to find truth in you, help us to find understanding in you. You declare in your word, Father, that godliness with contentment is great gain. And we want gain. 
everything that we're doing is because we want gain. More money or more popularity or a bigger home or a higher position at the job or, you know, better hair, clearer skin. Everything we're doing is because we want some type of gain. But the Bible declares that godliness with contentment is great gain. And so we're praying, Father, that we get the great gain you have given us through your word, through prayer, through patience and through love. It's in your holy name, Jesus Christ, that we pray and we seal it in faith and we say amen. (coughs) Please forgive me. As I stated before, when I opened up, I haven't been feeling well. Um, So I've been spending today recovering, but I want to thank you for listening to the She Praise podcast. And I hope in some kind of way the prayer has helped you to see more clearly and has drawn you closer to God. I hope that you are having a wonderful 2020. May God continue to protect, bless, and strengthen you. And I'll see you again here soon. God bless you.